Well, welcome to Hot Topic. Um, I'm Pete G, and um, as you may or may not be aware, um, towards the end of this year, around about September, um, it's the end of the triennium um, for local body elections, and once again, um, be casting around for people interested in standing for councillors and um, people in the um, local political area. So, a couple of weeks ago, you might remember we had a talk to Councillor Martin Halliday, who's had a very, very, as he called it, extremely uh, informative and interesting um, first time, and he's, as he said, he's learnt an enormous lot about how councils operate. Once again, he's standing again, as you might have heard. And uh, I started to think um, someone else who's um, quite well known to me and in fact has been very helpful to me in um, getting this program first of all up and running nearly five years ago and once again the go-to man for advice whenever I need it and things local and the man I'm talking about sitting right in front of me right now is our local identity Carl Weber. And hi Carl and welcome to Hot Topic. Hey Pete. Well um I've always um, I've always had a lot of respect to, for your opinions, on, particularly on the local political scene. Um, probably one of the observations I've made over the time I've known you is the fact that you seem to have your finger on the pulse of pretty much everything that goes on in the area. And and um, when you mentioned to me that you could be looking. In um, uh, at the selection in the basis of perhaps putting your hand up, I thought, well, I really at this stage cannot think of another single person that I know in this area that would be better suited to doing something like that. So perhaps I can start by just asking you, um, what prompted you this time to actually consider putting your hand up and standing? <laughs> Hey Pete, hey thanks man, um, I listened to your interview um, with Marty this week before last day, um, it was fantastic, and um, yeah I think you threw Martin some, uh, you showed some pretty gnarly questions actually, and I think he handled that really well, actually mm. consider Marty's first term, and um, yeah, so yeah Marty's a good friend of mine, uh, he'd be one of my best mates, and um, I was privileged to be able to nominate him um, at the last elections, and um, we put Marty up for the mayoralty and also ward councillor, I don't know if he's going to be... I'm pretty sure Marty's going to be standing again this year, and I'm not sure if he's going to go ward or district wide. Mm. Um, I guess he did say district, actually. Yeah. He said district wide. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really good because um, what I've seen with Martin is, um, well, he's been doing a lot of ward, you know, ward stuff within the Paraparamu community. He's got a very good overview yeah. um, of a lot of the big, big subjects. Yeah. And um, and I think that's so. Coming back to your question, I think that's what's coming up for me is, is that. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like the GCSB on Carpenter Coast, yeah, I like to know what the hell's going on. <laughs> and um, I've got some fantastic networks and yeah. people, you know, and um, and so through through those people there, I get, do get to keep, keep my sort of finger in the loop a bit. Mm. So with the local body stuff, um, um, yeah, I think, so what, what I've seen coming up is we've got all these changes coming down from central government. And um, yes, the three waters, um, the three waters is a big discussion, the um, overturn of the RMA. Um, the local government reform stuff that's going on. Um, Kapiti's doing this growth strategy, um, and then we've got things like you know Transmission Gully, um, 
coming through, and we I think I'm pretty sure we're looking at a, a fourth community board for um, the Carpenter case. Yeah. So, uh, and it's like we were talking earlier on, Pete. You know, like our elected members, um, they're expected to do a full time job, an over full time job on a part time income. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, regardless of what we think about, you know, whether they're performing or not, we've got to take that into account. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with all those things coming down the coming down the line, you know, it's going to be a really busy next um, three mm-hmm. to six years. So, I'd imagine come June, we're going to start seeing, um, you know, current elected members in council and on community boards um, uh, campaigning again, and mm-hmm. um, and hopefully we'll see some new ones. Yeah. So, what I think we, one of the things I think. Uh, I, I feel personally uh, as we have a, a bit of a lack of connection between our community um, and our elected members um, and with the amount of work that the elected members have got on their plate uh, within council um, you know I, I can understand it would be very hard for them to get out and engage you know really effectively within the community so yeah. for me um, the gap there is our community boards and I think that what I, what I really want to see um, is a really good team in council and a man who's leading a team yeah um, and so they can leverage off each other's um, um, strengths and um, and understand each other's weaknesses. So working as yeah. a team, sort of work that out, and, and they can do the best that they can do as a collective for mm. the community. And I think the connection for the um, for the people out here um, needs to be stronger. So um, social media has been good. Um, we get a bit of engagement through there, but I think our community boards um, are where we need to pick things up. Um, I know uh, Bede and uh, Bede Narasi and um, Ashley Wilson have been um, you know, really pushing hard for this uh, Raumati community board and uh, I'm pretty sure we got that across the line so mm. that's going to be really strong um, the Parapanumu uh, community board so we have four on each board so I will I am going to be looking at putting my hand up for a, a nomination or nominating myself to the community board this year um, if it looks like I need to be on there um, so yeah, yeah. There's mm. a little bit of pay involved with the community board, which is you know helps with some of the costs. Yeah, yeah. But I think we need a better connection. And so really, my 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 focus for this next round is going to be helping uh, community boards and things like um, business associations and residents uh, associations. Yeah. To um, be connecting better, um, or establishing if we haven't got them, mm. um, so that we're actually getting um, a lot more streamlined uh, voices into council through mm. from the community. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. Oh, Peter, if I need to stand, yeah. uh, I'd stand. I'd, you know, I'd like to I'd like to think about standing for council. But honestly, the amount of paperwork that's involved and reading that's involved, because mm. um, I do a whole lot of other stuff behind the yeah. scenes, yeah. and it's like I've got to try not to spread myself too thin. Yeah. And uh, some of the stuff I do um, flies under the radar. There's a bit yeah. of intervention stuff with housing and uh, youth and other things that go on. Yeah. So yeah, I'm having I'm having a good think about it, and I'm mm. keeping a good eye on it. Last elections, we ran the. Um, we ran a Facebook page for the couple of elections. Yeah. Uh, just keeping people in the loop a little bit. Not sure mm. if we'll do that again this year. Right. Um, and what I also like to see is hopefully each of our elected members and maybe some of our community um, uh, board people um, have a little bit of a support team behind them. You know? So mm. even like if you're turning up to say a market and a couch and some stuff set up as yeah. a little team that can go down and set that up just to take the load off. Mm. Yeah, so mm. yeah, that's what I'm thinking about, and I'll be mm. giving it a good think over winter. Mm. Um, One of the um, things, and you've alluded to it many times over um, the last few years, and I know it's a um, a topic that's very close to your heart, is um, community housing. Oh, yeah. And I mean, obviously, you have quite a um, a vested interest in it. 
Um, would you look at continuing to see what you, how you could assist in that area? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, community housing, I mean, we know there's a massive housing crisis all over New Zealand. Carpenter's hmm. not exempt from it. Hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure we've got one of the highest projected population growths over the next um, hmm. oh, 30 years. So, yeah, we, I wouldn't be surprised, I mean, they're saying, they're saying 30,000 extra people by 2050, but I wouldn't be surprised mm. if that's double that. Um, so effectively, our population might look at doubling. Mm. Um, so we are seeing a lot of, um, we're seeing a lot of new development and just starting, um, which is quite exciting. Um, it's a hard one. So that's that thing about the difference between growth and development. So, you know, growth is, is happens, but development for me is, is about it takes into account the social uh, impacts of growth, mm. and so that's something we need to keep a close eye on. Um, yeah. And yeah, the most those that are the most vulnerable in the community mm. uh, is where you know where my focus is at. Although I understand we need new people to come here and bring business here, yeah. and stuff like that. So um, yeah, definitely going to be working with community housing, the company community housing collective uh, Facebook page that was set up. Um, yeah, it keeps good engagement. Mm. Um, I'll take my head off to Rob, Rob McCann. Um, Rob's been doing some fantastic work um, in, in behind the scenes and, and out in public with housing, um, mm. and he's doing a lot of networking. I think we've got some new people in council working in housing now. Mm. And, um, you know, it's like uh, Dwell, you know, Dwell have come up here now, and they're, they're looking to do some initiatives. Mm. So, yeah, there is some mm. some big developments coming up. Um, we're looking at a lot of infill housing. So, you know, if you think up by Kapiti Road here, there's mm. uh, oh, it's about eight or nine houses got taken out. It's going to be something like 50 houses yeah. put in there. Um, down around the beach here at Parapurumi Beach we're looking at, um, I think it's going to be changed to be able to go up to six storeys high and Yeah, so that's one of the things I was actually going to ask you about I mean, this this infill housing which is in, now being driven by um, uh, by national government at all, pretty much all levels in um, encouraging cities to make provision for um, growth and, and certainly back where I live, back in Lower Hutt, um, the proliferation of um, infill housing projects has just been like mushrooms overnight. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that, um, I don't know whether the surprise word is the right one, maybe more alarmed, was finding out the other day that in, in some areas they're now allowing um, these, I call them matchbox houses, to go up to six storeys high. H how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I've got I'm sort of mixed feelings about it. So, um, you know, I'm a bit of a traditionalist, and you know, I like it. I like it sort of company back in the old days. But then again, I mean, you know, I love people, mm. and, um, you know, I love seeing the next generation sort of stepping up and coming forward. So... It's just the natural progression. Mm. I mean, you might have you might have heard me say to um, Martin Halliday when I talked to him about it. I said, "Could you imagine a development on the coastline mm. at Capiti, um looking looking like the Gold Coast in Australia?" Mm. Um, I can't, and it, um, I'd have nightmares if I dwelled too long on the thought. But um, I mean, how do how do you feel? I mean, that that's the nth degree. But how, how would you feel if it started to head in that direction? Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me is if, if we've got good community engagement around us and we get a good fair representation and how people feel about it, mm. um, and if people say they don't want it, then you know let's push for let's let's, let's work to, towards that as bringing the um, the high rise stuff further uh, away from the beach, perhaps. Mm. Um, 
I think you've got to take into account the coastal erosion. Um, oh, absolutely. Sort of stuff yeah. as well. So, and then also when you're going multiple stories, um, it's only dependent on what the land underneath can sustain. Yeah. So you know, like if you think about so up towards a major transport hub, I think it's going to be ten stories. But I'd be very surprised if anyone went over six or seven because once yeah. you get to a certain height, then your cost factor for the amount of work you have to do under the ground to support mm. the upper levels yeah. uh, becomes that other kilometre. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's been interesting listening to some of those conversations. And mm. um, I think one of the big influences I'm looking forward to uh, perhaps happening is, and it's quite controversial, is at the airport. Um, so, yeah. you know, there's, there's, yeah. there's, you know, there's over 100 hectares of land there. And, mm. um, Templeton have been fantastic, you know, they've been really engaging uh, with people that want to engage, and mm. um, you know, they've got, they're a developer, they do good developments, and so they're planning up to 3,000 houses at the airport, Yeah. Um, and I thought, whoa, that's a massive development. Um, mm. I guess part of the drive is to move away from being heavily reliant on transport, like, you know, you, some people driving cars, so easy to walk to work, walk to transport yes. hubs, yeah. uh, catch public transport, yeah. EVs and things like that. And I really think there's going to be some big changes uh, with, you know, like the motoring industry is going to change a lot. Um, not too sure where petrol's going to go, but I think under the uh, Kyoto Protocol stuff, you know, there's a big drive to go carbon neutral. And, you know, for New Zealand, I think there's electric vehicles, is, is, yeah. there's a big drive to that. So yeah. We're seeing all those changes. So, yeah, the airport, I think one of the things, Pete, Day, that, that um, Nigel said, uh, and I, uh, he was asked a question from council about social housing, and um, he made a commitment of around about 10% of his housing would be social, and he's got to share the equity model and different stuff to make that work. And, right. Well, that's really exciting. I've never heard that. So yeah. I think about things like that, and I like, mm. so then there's the whole balancing act, you know, like our roads are getting full. I think carpet roads at capacity. Railbed mode gets you know pretty blocked up. Yeah. Uh, so there is an opportunity there to connect uh, to be sort of rather than a big roundabout. Someone named it as like to have more connectivity. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah that's going to be an ongoing process over the next few years to see what mm. happens there. Uh, meantime, there's some massive developments going on. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. S- um, so apart from that, and obviously that that is something which is going to be ongoing. Um, what are some of the other major issues in the area at the moment that concern you or um, that you have quite an interest in right now? Mm. Uh, well, there's a lot, there's a lot I'm sort of across the board with a lot of stuff. So, um, I mean, the Guardians of the Cup and Marine Reserve, that's been, you know, a really good group. Um, and Ben Knight, he's, he sort of rolls the group, he's, he's my hero. But, you know, we've done some great work out here in the marine space um, with our uh, webcam network. Um, and some of the uh, citizen science stuff that you know Ben's been pulling off, um, the school's going out for snorkel days, yeah. things like that. So part of our growth stuff for me is about the opportunities um, out in the round Kapiti on the water um, and maybe looking at more uh, non-extractive um, visitations. So if we're encouraging people to come here, uh, get on the water here, um, rather than getting out here and um, say hard out fishing and taking, you know, just coming out for a hard out fish, as mm. we start looking at more snorkeling and kayaking, um, checking out the flora and fauna around the island and things like that. So that, now that's one area. The housing's a big one for me. Mm. Um, that's a really big one. Um, you know, I was starting to see people here, well, I've been seeing it for a few years now, as being displaced, you know, people that have been here for a long time. So housing's a big one. Um, local democracy, you know, that's a really big one. Um, there's some big changes going on with uh, iwi. So I think iwi, there's a lot more, um, uh, what would you call it, sort of power or responsibility and resources being given to iwi to lead a lot of processes, um, which I think is going to be uh, interesting. And, um, yeah, there'll be a bit of teething with that, I think. So mm. I'm sort of on the um, fringes of that stuff. Um, 
What else is important around the moment? Um, well, our climate change stuff's you know pretty full on. So I think doing what we can towards you know lowering our emissions. But I, I think the big one is is what do we do now to live with what we're, we're facing? Mm. So um, you know we've got to get ready for for more flooding and more drought and uh, more wind events mm. and and things like that. So um, just making sure we're resilient. Um, Curbside recycling. Uh, yeah, I'm still not convinced that we've got the best model. Um, personally, I think there's merit to be bringing that in, in-house um, and sort of better oversight of our um, green waste and um, the land, you know, the uh, transfer station stuff. Mm. So, you know, little, thing, like, little things like that just bug me. Um, we go and do beach cleanups, you know, quite often. And, you know, I see one windy day and all these rubbish bins lying down on the ground. Yeah, all true. the rubbish lying everywhere. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I want bin clips. Mm. You know, I've been clips, man. The mm. little rubber clips that go on your wheelie bins, they can tip yeah. over and the lids don't blow off or rubbish, and it would save us years and years of cleanups. Mm. You know, one windy day, probably be my whole lifetime of cleaning up beaches. <laughs> so, you know, rationalising stuff like that. True. Um, that true. Rock and recycling set, mm. you know, that was a good discussion. Mm. Uh, and, you know, some good people stepped up into that discussion. And, you know, I'd like to see us going back to having uh, more recycling stations, mm. uh, community ones around the place, because, I mean, they got used heaps. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of little things. Um, and I think the hard part with, with what's coming up is there's, there's all these big issues coming up for our mm. elected members. Mm. Who's going to be keeping an eye on the little stuff? True. Uh, and so it's like, you know, people like me who are out here in the community, you know, we, we, yeah. we like to have a bleat about stuff um, or have a constructive criticise or, you know, raise mm. issues. Mm. Um, but how do we do that effectively? Mm. So that's something I'm going to be thinking about. One, one thing that's rather puzzled me in recent times is the ongoing issues they seem to be having with running an effective and efficient train service between here and Wellington Mm. that just doesn't seem to be getting any better Um, and I'm wondering, I mean because of the percentage of Kapiti residents um, that use that as their way of getting to work um, on a daily basis and a very heavily reliant on an efficient service that works what's actually being done to try and fix what's obviously broken do you know anything about the history of that at all not really no. um i don't i don't uh, i don't do a lot of trains but um mm. you know when i have caught the train i've had no problems but i, I imagine like you get on the train and mm. you know getting home in the middle of the night and it's stopped and you've got to catch buses and that's just mm. it's such a pain well kelly's um um very 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 good service on traffic is always um coming up with notices on almost a weekly basis on train stop for this or some other reason and yeah. we're now on to buses you know i mean i know it happens um back where i live back in in the hut valley but if i lived in capity and was reliant almost totally on on the train service i'd be getting really seriously annoyed with how many disruptions that they're having on pretty much a constant basis and i mean um Personally, it would be a detraction to actually wanting to live here if I was dependent on a service that was so unreliable. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe, I'm not sure, maybe there's still a bit of infrastructure problems, you know, resourcing mm. in, in the railway. Yeah. Um, I'd say, thinking back, um, a couple of those rail 
uh, it was, it was a couple, there was an accident we had in Wellington, which changed all the rail, uh, stuffed it up, but then we've had two or three, maybe even more, where we've had um, the banks coming down and flooding. Oh, for sure. And so again, it's comes yeah. down to that climate stuff. Yeah. So how do we, our infrastructure needs to be more yeah. resilient. Um, yeah. I like the conversation uh, Gwyn Compton was bringing up about, about um, electrifying our rail. Um, you know, through to Otaking further north to the yeah, yeah. And Palmy, yeah. I think it's a fantastic idea. And like, yeah. hopefully, so hopefully we get transmission gully comes through. Mm. We've got our expressway rocking up here. Um, then we get the picker picker through to past Levin going, and yes. hopefully goes all the way through to Palmy. Yes. So that brings Kapiti sort of smack bang in the middle of Palmy and Wellington. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully once the roading's upgraded, um, we'll see more money go into the yeah. rail infrastructure. And, um, mm. that well, well, I mean, it would make perfect sense because if you get a, a better and more efficient road system and you can match that with rail yeah. then you're really actually getting ahead um, yeah. you know we had um, a few of those slips down along um, you know Pukura Bay Pakakariki along the, uh, mm. the escarpment there there was you know this flooding and slips come down there and I don't know how you're going to stop that mm. unless we move the railway line <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not sure uh, transmission gunning will definitely help mm. um, yeah well that's only a matter of days away I mean that's pretty yeah. exciting I said I said my wife coming up this morning I mean um, they're now saying don't everyone go at once to have a look otherwise yeah. you're going to have bigger traffic jams than you ever had in your life everyone wanting to um, have a look at this wonderful thing that we've waited almost a lifetime for it's uh, finally happening and hardly anyone can actually believe pretty amazing eh? So, um, so that's really good. Um, as as regards yourself, I mean, this could be the first step um, on the way to getting um, more involved at a more official level. Um, looking projected into the long term, do you foresee it leading to bigger and better things for you politically, possibly, or not? Um. Bigger and better. Gosh, I don't know, Pete. Um, I don't think that far ahead. Sometimes <laughs> I'm more. I think I'm more of a. Um, I'm, I'm, my buzz is really on the day. What needs to happen on the day? Yeah. You know, uh, I'm good at sowing seeds, and I'm good at um, you know kicking things off. Um, probably not the best sustainer. You need other people to do that. I'm a bit of a butterfly. So, yeah, for me, I'm not sure. I mean, I was quite, I got fairly heavily involved about six to eight years ago in, um, you know, national body politics and um, had a few networks like Gareth, Gareth Morgan um, suggested, you know, set up the top, top one and we had another group I helped set up was the, um, um, how was it, Kiwis United group was, um, you know, set up a party. So, yeah, at a national level, it's, I find it really interesting. Um, at right. a local body level, I find... Um, it's just I can't say no. You have no. to be involved. No. So um, yeah, I'm not too sure. But I do like being outside of the tent and being independent. So I guess probably from your perspective, um, you tend to, in the past, been more effective by being in the action, but not within the confines of it and sort of sitting on the sideline and, and maybe having a, a more objective approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. and I mean, because I'm the guy. I mean. You know, there'll be a conversation going down and I'll say something that no one wants to say and it's yeah, like, he just said yeah, that, as I will yeah, always talk about yeah, it then. Yeah. So it's kind of dropping those grenades on the table. Yeah. Um, and by being a little bit unconstrained, you can, to some degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, so if you're an elected member in council, you, there's, there's kind of some rules and guidelines around stuff, there's confidentiality clauses. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, because I know a few of those guys and, and there's certain stuff, like even Martin can't tell me. Yeah. say, bro, what's my base? I can't talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's that sort of stuff there. And, you know, I'm an open book yeah. uh, a lot of the time. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and I've even, if people know stuff and they're going to tell them, I say, like, if you don't want me to say anything, don't tell mm. me. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes we've just got to play mm. it like that. But um, I like being out of, I like being, um, I like being out with all the people, to yeah. be honest, you know. Um, yeah. And um, helping people find you Would you possibly think that in some ways uh, becoming part of the establishment which yeah. in some ways you would be mm. could be a hindrance to some of the things that you just mentioned before in other words you would start to lose some of your um links yeah i think yeah so yep and there's, but there'd be sort of part of the reasoning behind um looking at a community board if needed yeah. rather than an elected yeah. position. Yeah. Um, so it's about empowering people that are in there. So if we can empower our elected members, yeah. if we can empower our community board members, if we can empower the community, yeah. the people out here. Do they... Um, I, don't, I mean, whatever role I play in is, mm. you know, uh, selflessly, I don't mm. really mind as long as... Do people um, in the role that, that you're looking at, do they have any, any leverage with councillors on anything at all or are they completely separate? Uh, no, no. There's a, there's a fairly strong connection. So, yeah. um, so let's say let's say uh, let's say someone from the community comes. So let's say I've got an issue out here, mm. yeah, and I can go on and say, man, I, I want some support for this, and I need someone to help me, um, you know, make make a change here or yeah. fix this. And so, well, what's the best way to do that? And so, there's a whole lot of ways you can do it. You can jump right. on social media and have a bit right. of about it and put pressure on. You can go to yeah. newspapers. Yeah. Um, you can put a service request in the council. You can talk to an elected member in council. Yeah. You can take it to the community board. You can take it to a residence association. Right. There's a whole lot of ways of doing stuff. Yeah. So, so on a community board, ideally, is is that you know one of those collectives, whether it's an individual uh, or a, a representative group, can yeah. come in and say, "Man, we've got a problem with this, um, and we really need to sort this out." Blah 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 blah. And the community board can go, "Well, we, we might agree with that," mm. and um, you'll have at least one elected member uh, at a community board. Uh, and so, yeah, you can bring it to their notice and then they'll talk about it. The community board will talk about it. So yeah. this issue's been raised. Right. Um, and then they might make a recommendation. So they might make a um, recommendation to uh, elected members of council mm. uh, and they'll take it into council and they'll move a motion in council and then get to talk about it and then they decide whether they're going to sort of okay. have a vote about doing something or not. Right. So, so for me, I want to try and make these processes a lot more... Um, uh, functional and accessible for everybody. Mm. Um, yeah. So cool. and same. Well, we get lots of surveys from council. Yeah. You know, um, and I don't think they get very well. Uh, you know, I don't think of fifty thousand people. You know, we get three, four, five hundred mm. people. Uh, I think it'd be nice to get sort of uh, more numbers Better. involved with those yeah. discussions. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's um, that's great. Well, I'm really pleased we've had the opportunity um, to have a have a chat, Carl. I'll be obviously watching um, your your progress with interest, and I'm really keen that you've now um, come up with the idea, dip the toe in the water, and <laughs> see what the temperature's like. And um, and yeah, it'll be exciting to watch to see how things develop. So, once again, thank you very much for the op- opportunity and. Um, Watch the space. Thanks, but hey, thanks for the pie, bro. <laughs> no problem. Thanks, Carl. Well, that's our show for this week. Um, very interesting talking to Carl about his aspirations of getting into um, the political arena. And um, we'll be watching his progress uh, with interest on that one. 
Um, that's our show for this week. Next week we'll be back with another car from Armstrong's. Digby Pape and I will be doing our, our thing with, uh, with that. Uh, so look forward for that one. But in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch you back here at the same time next week. program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.